popcorn boys and we're coming in hot we are coming at you live from culver city california my name is kyle jameson with me is daniel trainer hello and today it's time <laughs> daniel what, what time is it it's tenant time it is tenant time tenant the movie everyone is just yearning for discussion about <laughs> at the moment in the film world Listen. came out this week. Oh, no, wait. It came out in uh, September of 2020. <laughs> but hey, you know what? This is the movie most worthy of this type of discussion from 2020. It's time to break down Tenet. Here's the thing. I, I said this on last week's podcast. The reason that you and I have had so much discourse about Tenet. I want to make this very clear. This has nothing to do with me being like anti heady movie. This isn't about the genre. <laughs> this isn't about the style. This isn't really, or at least it wasn't initially about Christopher Nolan. Like going into 2020, I was all on board. Like Tenet was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I love Christopher Nolan. As I said, I think maybe in the first episode, I once followed him around an Amoeba DVD section with his children. Was that inappropriate? It might have been. But here we are now. Tenet to me, t Tenet has taken on an identity. Uh -oh. Here we go. Tenet took on, took on its own identity throughout 2020. Christopher Nolan became, and plugged the ears of the little kids in the back seat, a little bitch. Wow. So there's... There's a nice teaser for you for yeah. our tenant talk. But before we get into God, I'm already, today, I'm so heated. You're, you're worked up. You're worked up. I like the energy. Thank you. Uh, I have a, a bit of a hint of where you might be leaning towards with tenant. We, we have not really you discussed you, you don't. You might be shocked. Okay. All right. Before we get into the weeds there, um, we're going we're gonna to start off the show today with a little segment we like to call uh, something, something I watched this week. Okay, oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> just, that's that's right off the dome, my friend. Love it. No, don't talk about domes. What did you watch this week? Uh, okay, so let's see. What did I watch this week? I most expressly, I did a double feature of sorts, uh, and I say of sorts, it was just a double feature. Uh, I watched uh, those who watch me dead, which those is those who watch me dead. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's the title of the segment. <laughs> Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, from uh, director Taylor Sheridan, starring Angelina Jolie. Never heard of her. So, this is a movie that, like, so, it's had this weird... Was this part one or part two of this your was, double feature? Well, that was a big point of discussion with my friend who I watched these with, which order to watch them in. And okay. I, I don't want to spoil the second half of the feature, but I think we did it right. But this was number one. Uh, director Taylor Sheridan, this is a thing that came out in theaters but is one of these hbo max movies that is also out on hbo max that's how we watched it uh and my expectations going in were i don't know fairly muted uh you know it's angelina it's, it's actually a pretty decent cast it's nicholas holt is in it uh john bernthal uh that guy who's in everything who i the guy from the wire the guy from game of thrones aiden gillen oh yeah. He's in everything, and he's also in this. Um, it's it's okay. Littlefinger. Yes, exactly. Is he it's, evil? He's, he has to be. Of course. Yeah. Can you imagine, what, he's the romantic lead? <laughs> uh, it's fine. It, 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 it's a movie that, you know, six months from now, let alone now, I barely remember. It, it's fine. It, it's it's impressive in the fact that Angelina, It's always, I don't know, it's always fun to see her. Like she on screen, she she, at least for has me. She, what has she been in anything recently? No, this is kind of Angelina not, comeback, and it's this kind of yeah. Well, the Angel, the Angelina comeback movie about a forest fire, as yeah, far as I can tell. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, uh, I mean the Angelina comeback will be in full force later this year, baby. Oh God, here With we go. Eternals, Eternals drafted by me in the box office draft. Uh, it's fine. It, it's. It's it's a movie that you can throw on if you're looking for something to watch. It, it's fairly unremarkable, unfortunately. Unremarkable. So you give it a uh, uh, a recommend or a not recommend? 
it's, it's a not recommend. It, it's you know they're they're better. It's a background movie. Much. It's yeah, it is. It's a background movie. Uh, so uh, the second half of the double feature was uh, the woman in the window. Oh, here we go. I haven't seen this yet. It's right. you know. I have seen the girl on the train. <laughs> this isn't that, unfortunately. Is it a sequel? Yes. Yeah, this is the sequel to The Girl on the Train. Uh, how much is the woman in the window? Oh, no. Is that funny? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Amy Adams. She's really coming to her own. She was once a girl on a train. Not a yet. Woman, a woman in a, in a window. <laughs> Uh, this is a movie that, uh, the backstory of this movie is long and tortured and it's supposed to come out literally years ago. Uh, this is another one of those kind of like airport bestseller books, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, uh, you're Gone Girl of sorts. Although this, I, I think Gone Girl is a, is a, a much better movie than this. Uh, it's Amy Adams. It's Gary Oldman. It's Jennifer Jason Lee. It's barely Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore is, oh, spoiler alert. In one scene of the movie, <laughs> and it's spoiler alert, the best scene because oh. it's Julianne Moore. Interesting in the fact that like we're in this sort of odd era of cinema where this is like the number one movie on Netflix. Like this is going to be viewed by eight hundred billion people. <laughs> well, according you know? to Netflix's uh, metrics, sure, they, but like they it, spit it's out. the it, it's the perfect Netflix movie. Right, it's the perfect thing that you're gonna see and be like, yeah, I'll throw that on. And I think it appeals to so many different people. Is there anything creative, fun, surprising about it? There's nothing surprising about it. There are some sort of shots and some filmmaking aspects of it that do make you say, oh, that's fun. Um, and like Julianne Moore's performance in one scene is great, but <laughs> wow, it's it's is, must be quite the scene. No, it's not. It's not even. But there's it's, a scene in uh, the girl on the train where someone gets never saw it stabbed in the eyeball with a corkscrew. Well, that's fun. I think that happened. Okay. Well, we'll never know. Um, it yeah, it's fine. It, it's 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 not a particularly memorable movie, unfortunately. Gotcha. You want like go? I wanted it to be something. I either wanted it to be legitimately good. Or, like, campy enough where it was just a fun watch. And it just doesn't really hit either of those, unfortunately. So something you watched this week was a double feature of, of disappointment, mediocrity, <laughs> meh. Oh. Sure. Well, something I watched this week. Ooh, baby. A classic. 1996's Mission Impossible. The OG, now, let me tell you, the OGMI. It was the 25th anniversary of its release, and so it was re-released in theaters. So some friends and I went to the AMC 16 in downtown Burbank. Downtown Burbank? Oh, yeah. There's a downtown? Well, there's like one area where there's... City Walk. No, City Walk is in Universal City. But down, in my opinion, downtown Burbank is City Walk. That's... Very dumb. <laughs> City Walk is not in Burbank, so that doesn't make any sense. Okay, moving on. Anyway, uh, Mission Impossible. The, the first one, it was, it, was the re it was not, as I had mentioned previously, it was not my return to the theater, as, as we all know. Oh, my boy, return to the theater was for Tenant. Uh, however, it was, so it was the second time back in the theaters for me. Popcorn was popping. <laughs> had, uh, had some soda. Watch the original Mission Impossible. Wow, had some I was soda. wondering what was going to happen with the trailers. Ooh, uh, whether we great. would get like, Ooh, yeah. you know, strange trailers for for this. Oh wait, did they show movies trailers from twenty five years ago? I that, I would have wanted my pants. I would have I wanted it so bad. Unfortunately, the movie just started right on the oh, dot at the start time. There were no trailers. That's no, a bummer. No ads. No trailers. That's terrible. No current trailers. No nineteen ninety six trailer. I was dying to see a trailer for like Twister or something. Oh, whatever. God, came can out. you imagine? What a missed opportunity. But Mission Impossible, I'll tell you what, it holds up. Okay. Phenomenal Tom Cruise. 1996 was the year of Tom Cruise. I don't know if you remember this specifically, but I do. Uh, double, double whammy between Jerry Maguire and and Mission Impossible One. It's odd that he's, he's really in both those movies. Those like if you were gonna power rank, what movie is Tom Cruise the, the Tom Cruisiest? 
these might be one and two, and they both came out in the same year, and he's really going oh, for it. I don't it. think Jerry Maguire is Tom Cruise. Ever. Oh, what are you Je- talking about? No, that's not... Jerry Maguire couldn't be further away from who Tom Cruise is. This is, this is your well, worst all, take Tom yet. Tom Cruise has never watched... Tom Cruise knows nothing about sports. Neither does Jerry Maguire! He's just, like, at games and clapping along. He's not, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, whatever. Tom uh, Cruise is very Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. I, I guess. So, Mission Impossible 1... Yes. ...is short hair Tom Cruise. Yes. And the Mission Impossible 2 is the long... Correct. ...when he's doing, like, the pull-ups on the mountain or it whatever. It starts with him rock climbing, yeah. Literally jerked off to that. Oh, okay. Well, then... <laughs> I give Mission Impossible 1 my highest recommendation. The CIA break-in scene holds up phenomenally well. It's so good. Also, it is a crisp hour and 45 minutes. Oh, see, that's a dream. You're, like, the credits are hitting an hour and 45 that's minutes. A dream. It's an action movie. There's like three main set pieces, and then it, it just it just flows like that. You know, The movie okay. just happens. You're in and out. You're loving every minute of it. There's no, there's no fat to trim. Yeah, so a, a movie of an appropriate length that you're loving every minute of. I, let's I, talk about Tenet. I, I, I sense where you're going here. Le, okay, let's just get into this. I watched it's Tenet. It's Tenet time. It's Tenet time. I watched Tenet for the first time last week. And I don't even want to say begrudgingly because I, I, I legitimately did go into this. No, I really did. I went into this with an open mind. I wanted to like it. I really did. Okay. The first note that I have, no movie should be two and a half hours. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just the truth. I don't care if that makes me a bad movie fan. I don't care. Two and a half hours is a long time for a movie. I don't think your your hypothesis is correct. Not no movie should be two and a half hours, but there are many a movie that are two and a half hours that have no business being two and a half well, hours. Well, we have one here. Okay. Sure. Before, okay, I want. I think we each need to take two and a half hours, a minute. Oh, to ex- <laughs> to explain what this movie is about, what it's about. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Okay. And this is for real. Ready, begin. Okay, so Tenet is about this guy who doesn't have a name, and he doesn't have a name in the entire movie, which is sort of a bold choice. Uh, Commentary, but, and you, know, you take okay. About five if this seconds is my minute. Oh, this sorry, is sorry. my minute. I'm right, 12 seconds. Okay, so this is about this guy. And he is sort of like in this like organization and we don't really know what it is. And then he finds out that like bullets can go backwards. And there's a lot of people with accents who are telling him about seconds. the world. Oh my God. Okay, so then he finds out the bullets can go backwards. And so then he finds out that those bullets are part of an organization that is trying to end the world and he realizes that because bullets can go backwards so can he so he can go backwards with robert pattinson to redo the past but nobody will know they redid the past because if you redo the past you don't know that you redid the past and elizabeth Debicki is on a boat and she uh kills him time that was the worst explanation <laughs> i think i've ever heard of anything oh i would no truly in a minute, okay, restart the timer. Okay. Explain this movie to me in a minute. All right, let, before I start the timer, let me just explain. I've seen this movie now about approximately three times. Deranged. So once in the theater, once afterwards, and I've seen bits and pieces of it, including about half of it again uh, yesterday. So I feel like you're at the level one. You've just seen it. You don't really know what's going on. Um the first time I saw it, I was about. I felt like I understood it about about forty percent of what was going on. Okay. The second time I saw it, I think that bumped up to about seventy percent, and uh, now I'm somewhere in the eighty range, having having the third viewing. But there's okay, still a ways this, to go. This, I'm gonna keep at it. This okay. I, I, do your explanation, <laughs> and then I'll get into why that is so frustrating. Okay. Here we go. And begin. Oh, God, I have no idea what this movie is. This is, this is very hard. Okay. John David Washington works for a CIA-type organization. He does some missions, blah, 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 eventually discovers that there is a group of, or at least not a group, a singular Russian kind of terrorist 20 seconds. who has learned how to use time travel and uh, along with people from the future is being 
he's he's helping basically bad guys from the future destroy the world by reversing everything for all intents and purposes. So as you stated in your summary, John David Washington and his tenant team <laughs> use the same technology to prevent uh, Kenneth Branagh, the mad Russian, from um, from achieving his goals, and they kill him. All right. Uh, you have time left. You didn't even use your whole allotted time to explain this movie. <laughs> it's a really difficult movie to okay, explain. Okay, well, my explanation okay. was actually somehow better, yeah, which is insane. Here's, okay, here, th- this, is, this is the root problem of this movie for me. I like movies that are complicated. Doesn't I, sound like hold it. Hold on. I like movies that are complicated. I, I enjoy a movie. I don't even need a movie to, like, answer everything for me. Like, okay. ambiguity in a movie, I, I can... Sometimes it can be frustrating if it doesn't feel like it's intentional or if it I think ambiguity can be it can be a frustrating thing but ultimately I can be okay with it. Okay. But you can't make a movie that doesn't make sense. You cannot make a movie where your dumbass has seen it 3 times and you still don't get it. Oh. That's not cool. That's not fun. I do get it. No you I just can't explain it. Oh my there's god! A difference. No, there's not. I get it about. I told you, I'm about eighty percent of the way there. But that's so lame to me. I want to be challenged by a movie. I it, but it needs to make sense. Here's my biggest gripe with that. I just like that it's different. You know, like this something. This something movie is not being told in a different. Doesn't make it different. But it does make sense. You can piece it together as you go. If you see it enough times. You will eventually make sense of it. This is the big thing. A movie should not require multiple viewings for it to make sense. That's not it true. It just shouldn't. Yes, you it, can have different interpretations of it. I can appreciate that. That's happened for me with multiple movies over the years, whatever. Like, you watch something again, you're like, oh, I didn't pick up on that the first time. Oh, that's, oh, I okay, a, a different wrinkle or something, whatever. But it can't be like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie for a second time to attempt to understand what the fuck it's about. Okay. That's not fun. I'm going to read a quote. From the movie. Hold on. Could I just... Do you want to say it at the same time? Because it's my second note yeah. on my... And I really did try and utilize this for the movie. I really did. All right. You ready to say the quote? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Don't, Don't try, try to, to understand, understand it. it. Feel it. And I did. I legit... She what says that. Whoever... She's some ballistics professor or something. She's don't don't worry about what she is. Doesn't matter. She's part of the team. Hate it. She's the she's the scientist who's explaining stuff. Okay, so the scientist also leads into. By the way, that quote comes 15 minutes into the movie. So as you start to going, wait, I don't. How does this work? She hits you with that where it's just like, hold on, don't get too upset about what's happening and your inability to follow it because no one in the world is going to be able to follow this movie properly the first time they watch it. So just sit back and just kind of. Feel it. Take it in. Don't worry. Don't turn your brain slightly. Turn the part of your brain that's trying to go, wait, how did that? Just turn that part down a little bit. Crank up the enjoyment of the madness and the the complexity and the beauty and the action and okay. the excitement. Turn that part of your brain up. Turn the understand, the desire to understand what's happening down just a smidge. Okay. On this first viewing, just sit with it a little bit. There are two things about that that really make Tenet a failure. One, it's boring. Wow. It's like just feel it. We'll get into it. There are some there are some unbelievable action sequences here. Some stuff that like from a filmmaking perspective is like incredibly impressive and like fun to watch. That's maybe five minutes total. Wow, this is this is actually movie. where you're very very wrong. No. As I was watching it today, I was writing down minute oh marks of oh when some of God. these set pieces happen. There are so many people running in a desert is not interesting. I'm not even talking about that part. So I only watched the first half of the movie today. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven set pieces in the first half of the movie. That are all like major action sequences. Yeah, but an action sequence to me is not interesting. It's no, like- I agree with you there. Like I've had plenty of movies where it just feels like action after action after action, and you're like you're almost falling asleep because it never stops. Yeah, but I think the pacing in this one works personally. I know it's not for everyone, but listen to this. So we have okay. 
the movie starts out with a great action sequence in the opera house. Well, the, um, well okay. This brings about another thing that we... I, uh, well. What? Let's, no, let's do it. Whatever. I mean, we're, we're, we're... I don't need guns in movies anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That is the worst... <laughs> I can't even believe you just said that out loud. No, it really... I don't need guns in movies anymore. I don't need it. That's awful. I don't need it. It make it, it's. I don't like the sound. I don't like. I. It's, I don't need it. Oh my god! This big like shoot 'em up sequence to open the movie. It's not. I just don't. I think we're. I think we're past it. I don't. I don't need it anymore. This is a scorching hot take. That I don't need not, guns. I'm, I not, don't even, need I'm guns. not even prepared to defend this. I don't need guns so in. The, I don't need guns in movies anymore. I need more guns in movies. Okay. Well, movies don't have enough guns. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to clip that audio and send it to the police. Please do. Uh, the sound of gunfire in movies no, is one of the great joys in life. <laughs> oh, my when I, when I think of movies. I hope. Are you, oh, God. When I think of movies, one of the things that. You think of guns? That pops up into my brain is like Val Kilmer with, with a machine gun in heat just opening fire on the no we're done on the I'm, street we're done with guns no we're not we're done, done with guns, guns and movies we're done with guns and movies absolutely insane. we're done with guns and movies okay well, no more guns that's when no i think of guns. movies i think of storytelling i, can't I think of f- feeling a feeling human emotion you think of guns well that's fine unbelievable go on unbelievable okay yes. so people are shooting everyone in opera house yeah great i love this movie yeah it's great what are we talking about? Movies aren't real life. That's the whole. That's the whole point to watch movies. Your that's your opinion. I enjoy watching people get murdered in movies. How about that? I enjoy watching them get torn. Uh, here, here's an idea. Nothing bad is allowed in movies. No bad things can happen. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, it is. No, that's that's one thousand percent what you're saying. I think if we, we extrapolate it, I think to we its, live. I think we live in a country. Oh my god. <laughs> This does. This is taking place, I believe, in the Ukraine. So, it's, well, it's another thing. Couldn't tell you. Don't care. <laughs> so we have the great opening scene. God, is it like the the great number great opening scene? The number. This is a look on this on a scale of of Nolan opening action sequences. This isn't at the top, but it's a good one. The sound is great. The setting, opera house, great. Oh yeah, you love opera. Terrorists, great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently we disagree about guns. No wonder you don't like Tenet, by the way. They're guns the whole friggin' movie. Well, twenty minutes okay. in, sorry, we get the we get action uh, set piece number two, where they break into the the tower in India. That was good. Very cool. That they're was good. Like there were the, no guns. They're like bungee no jumping. See, look at the they're things literally you can do. holding a gun to someone's head. Do they shoot scene. it? No, they did not fire the gun. Okay, love it. Perfect they like bungee scene. jump Perfect up into scene. the tower. Perfect scene. Right. That's, Best scene that's in the movie. Minutes. No, and no gun went off. That's 20 minutes into Perfect the movie. Perfect scene. 32 minutes into the movie, uh, John David Washington fights the henchmen in the restaurant. No, th- that was at least an hour and a half. 32 minutes that into the movie. That was at least an hour and a half. I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. And then he... Okay, I really hate to say this. I don't know what you're talking about. So this is when he first meets Elizabeth Debicki. To Becky, to Becky, and then oh, she sure, leaves the sure, table, sure, and the henchmen yeah, come sure, in, sure, and sure. she's like, "They're gonna beat you up," and he's like, "Yeah, we'll see about that." And yeah. then he ends up beating them all up. Sure, good scene, good snippy, snappy dialogue. He's beating people okay. up with a cheese grater. Listen, Great okay. stuff. The the cheese forty minutes. The into cheese grater is fun, but for you to say this is one of the worst scripts I've ever oh, seen. Oh, that's this is one of the worst scripts in movie history. False for you to say that is. That th- Provably false, and I will read you Kyle. the quotes that I wrote down. This in the script first half of the movie. is a disaster. That could not be less true. Forty minutes into the movie, we have the the airplane has been stolen, and it's going smashing into the terminal. I don't care the, about the airplanes terminal. being stolen. Again, we live Great in a stuff. country. Forty-five minutes into the movie, is that the Jared Leto thing? What? What does he say? We live in a society. Okay, thank God. Uh, Forty-five minutes into the movie. We get the first the, the the fight in the terminal, whereas it reveals spoiler alert later in the movie that that John David Washington is fighting reverse himself. That's already like five or forty five minutes into the movie. We've got five great sequences. An hour and fourteen minutes into the movie, we have the the car heist. 
an hour and 18 minutes into the movie, we have the car backwards, crazy that's, that's highway great. scene. That's great. Phenomenal stuff. That's anyway, great. Let's talk about the script. It's so bad. What's, okay. what's your problem with it? This is the thing about this movie. We're talking about like, oh, you got to watch it to get, you got to maybe watch it a few times to get it. Whatever. Here's the thing. I don't even, I don't care to understand because I don't care about any of these people. I don't know anything about any of these people. I know nothing. And John David Washington, who I'm sorry, is a bad actor. Wow. I'm sorry your dad's famous. It doesn't make you famous. You're bad. He's a bad actor. That is... He is so bad in this movie. Oh, I disagree Oh, strongly. I think he is so bad in this. It's like, it sh- he should have won the Razzie. This is a... He is so cardboard in that he is so bad. I'm shocked by this. Go back. He's so bad. Go but back. I've watched it four times. The only person in this movie who sort of understands what's going on is Kenneth Branagh, who for some reason is playing a Russian. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It, 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 it's not believable at all. I think it's believable. Everybody in this movie is having the worst time of their life. Robert Pattinson, I love Robert Pattinson. He is terrible. He is asleep this entire movie. This is wild. This, I was not expecting a criticism of the acting. And Elizabeth Debicki, I just feel like uh, so, there's see, what's nothing. What's interesting is, is you pointed out Kenneth Branagh is kind of the one that you feel like makes is making sense in here in, in, in what he's doing. To me, that was the one where that was the only one where I had issues. And then not on him specifically, but that character is a little too cartoonish and has a couple moments where. He's but at like, least it's something. I feel like Kenneth Branagh leaned into like I don't know what this movie's about. Oh, I think all the actors are are quite good. No, they don't. By the way, if you were to be like, "Hey, John David, what's this movie?" He, oh, the, the, this happened with Robert Pattinson, by the way. Oh, really? He, yeah, there's a whole interview, and he's like, "I have absolutely no fucking clue." You can tell. <laughs> well, you can tell. It's actually it, a, the, the movie is so. It, ugh, I mean, so much of the dialogue is like, it's like the two. It's like there's so many scenes where it's both actors trying to explain to the audience what's happening in a way that two human beings would never interact. It has a lot of classic Nolan kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm like? Uh, misogyny. What? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, oh well, yeah. The Nolan. Ex- show me a the Nolan show me a well developed female character in a Christopher Nolan movie. Moving mm. on. <laughs> it has a lot of Nolan exposition scenes. Yes, the the kind of the epitome of one of those scenes is the in Inception with when. Leo Another DiCaprio. movie I hate. Leo DiCaprio is explaining to Elliot Page. Good job. Thank you. I had to pause in my brain for a second, but you know, when they, he's explaining Dream World to him. Anyway, this movie has a lot of those scenes. Yes, and I understand that that is not the most interesting thing to do because he's kind of just trying to clue you in on it. Yeah. But I think most of them work. Having watching watching them back. They're kind of hilarious in their own sense because, like, for instance, there's one where they're 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 driving around the airport on like a shuttle bus as they're planning their like attack on this airport, and so they're just sitting there on like a packed shuttle bus, and they're like, "So should we? We'll just we'll hijack the 747 and smash it into the hangar," and they're just like saying this with people around. It's it's funny. They're they're talking about this horrific stuff that someone would be like, "Hey, can like, <laughs> we need to call security as soon as possible?" But dialogue wise. It has some good lines. Oh, my God. Do I have any written down? Yeah, what, what, do, what do you have? Do you have anything? Okay, so I have two lines written down. And one is maybe the worst line of dialogue in cinematic history. Can you guess what I'm talking about? Uh... Elizabeth Debicki delivers it. Near the end of... Well, I say near the end of the movie. I stopped taking notes about halfway through because, like, this thing's off the rails. What, what's, what's the line? It's Elizabeth Debicki says... So John David Washington, who again I cannot stress so you're enough, giving context for the scene. Who I cannot, you have no idea what the context is. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying John David Washington's character does not have a name. His name is protagonist. He's the protagonist. And I think this leads into something. Like I think you're more able to watch a movie and have and just be disassociated from the characters. I need to feel something for. I hate all of these people in this movie. I have no emotional attachment to... I know nothing about any of them. Okay. 
I think Nothing. That's... Like, we're just dropped into this thing, and it all feels so phony and fake. But then, like, there's just no... Why do I care about this? Why do I care who survives, who lives and dies? Oh, why I'm do sorry. I care? You don't care about the world ending? No! Those are the stakes, Daniel. Who cares? <laughs> I if the world mean... ends, everyone... It, this is another thing. Oh, all these movies about, oh, the world's gonna end. Who cares? If the world ends, we're all... Who cares? <laughs> we're all dead. It's like, if if we don't solve this, this half of the people... So far, we've got movies shouldn't have guns. Stand by. We're past guns. And if the world ends, who cares? But if the the world ends, they're like, oh, it's such high stakes. Those are zero stakes. The highest stakes of all would be like, half of us will die. That I can get behind. Oh, great. Avengers Endgame over here. He loves it. Yeah. I mean, that's such a better movie than this. Oh, that's outrageous. Oh, my God. Tenet wants what Endgame has. That's like, without a preposterous. doubt. Okay, so... Every let's... one of the, of the like... That's insane. Marvel you know that's superhero wrong. Movies. You know that's wrong. The stakes are the, uh, the end of the world, total domination. You know that's wrong. This uh, one is doing that, but in a creative way, a different way that you haven't seen a zillion times. I do want to say that the last note that I have in my notes app when I was taking notes of this movie is just, John David Washington is not a good actor. <laughs> anyway. I disagree with that, the, but what's the, what's the line? The line of dialogue please, please. that Elizabeth Debicki... So, John David Washington is explaining the end of the world. And he goes, you know, if we don't figure this out, like, you know, we're all gone. And Elizabeth Debicki goes, everything that's ever live will be destroyed including my son okay including my son yes bitch (laughs) no he's the one that's gonna survive there's so many here's the other one i don't know who said this i don't care i don't know what any i don't know what half these words mean somebody goes get the other sections of the algorithm to the hypo center to the hypo center yeah I think you wrote that down wrong. Yeah. There's a terrible line of dialogue that makes me hate this movie. Some great lines. Here's the thing. That I, I wrote don't... down from the first half of the movie. Okay. This movie's apparently about plutonium. We live in a twilight world. That's a good... You know, I love a movie that has... Any movie that has a like a code word or, or a code phrase that you have to say and, and someone has yeah, to plutonium. respond. Someone has to respond with the right phrase, which do you know what it is? Something we, about we something about plat- world. Oh, something about plutonium. No, there are no friends at dusk. Oh. I'm in. Oh my god, it's just cool. That means spy nothing. Lingo. No, no. I listen. That's world creating. That's no. That's Christopher Nolan. Like that's world he, A man child. Here's another line. Great line. We all believe we'd run into the burning building, but until you feel that heat, I, I didn't write down the rest of the line. I forgot <laughs> how it is. <laughs> that's great. Oh God, that's the it's so generic. That uh, that's not like a like he read that somewhere. What are you talking about? That's not like a creative line of like yeah. That's like a thing. It's a good oh, line. You never know until you feel the heat. Here's right? another line. I don't think bungee jumpable is a word. <laughs> that was a good line. Here's another good line. Oh my God. Perfectly delivered by Robert Pattinson. Don't let it get cold. What's that about? <laughs> Is when they're they're breaking into the plutonium. The, no, they're breaking into the house in India, and he, and Robert Pattinson has kind of taken hostage the security guys, and he's making one of them like eat Thai food while they're sitting there. It's great. It's literally just like a throwaway one second thing, but okay, great stuff. Here's my thing. I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. You've already mentioned that. That's great. The hell happened here? It hasn't happened yet. <sighs> Boom. Boom mind is just like whoa there's a here's another thing that's not interesting you probably didn't like the matrix did you um i don't really i've only seen it once i i don't really i don't really have much of a here's why uh john david washington rewatch the scene <laughs> absolutely <where> not he, <laughs> i would rather die where he and kenneth Branagh meet for the first time on when he shows up at the dinner scene yeah he's great he's terrible I'm sorry. No, he seems like a nice enough guy, but like he, this, it's sometimes not everyone has to be an actor. Sometimes you can like do other things. What he's he's great. He's a, go uh, go back to being an is, athlete. It's wild how too. I was gonna say too smart people, but you're kind of proving yourself to <laughs> not not be one tonight. But unbelievable. The idea that we can take away such literally, we're taking away the reverse things after well, seeing a movie. Well, maybe. Hey, may, meet me at dusk. 
There are no friends at dusk. <laughs> Did you know Tenet is the same backwards and forwards? No, I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. that. I will say my my biggest negative about the movie is that the the kind of emotional crux of the movie hinging on Elizabeth Debicki and her son doesn't work well enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the final shot of the movie is shockingly bad. What's the final shot? Her like walking away with her son hand in hand and everyone's like, oh God, we did it. Thank or whatever. God. We saved her. Who cares? They saved the world. She is just but again, representing. It's not, saving the world is so abstract. <laughs> it's so abstract. It's not, it's not, that's not interesting. Look, and yes, obviously her son is, it kind of becomes the conduit for saving the world in which, and again, we don't necessarily care about her little private school son he see he seems like he kind of sucks yeah but he goes to private school look i'm allowed i'm criticizing the one thing in the movie that i didn't think landed okay do you want to know actually we haven't even gotten to the worst part of the movie oh great and this is i actually want to discuss this okay i had to watch the movie with subtitles on oh i love this okay go ahead you can't hear anything anybody is saying the audio is unbelievable it is so bad everybody is whispering or they're mumbling you can't understand anything and here's the thing i subtitle culture has become a thing oh god people love (laughs) people love watching movies with subtitles on oh can you put the subtitles on oh can you put the subtitles on no fuck you (laughs) Subtitles are for losers. Okay. And, and, you know, people who have difficulty. Oh, God. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you can't can't hear, you're allowed to put them on. (laughs) Subtitles are for nerds. Look, I would quite literally rather die than watch a movie in English with the subtitles. And about and guess what I had to do? About 10 minutes in I had to put the subtitles. Oh, on. sounds like you're a loser. No, by your I own could, definition. No. But yeah, well you know what? No, everyone involved this movie's a loser. <laughs> I couldn't understand anything they were saying. That doesn't matter. Oh god. Oh, god. The sound design in this movie is great. It's one of the worst. No, whoever did the sound, it is genuinely great. He must have done a favor. Whoever whoever did the sound must have been a favor. I actually laughed out loud in the first scene where you're where people talk because you can't understand them. It's in it's in the opera house raid when they like three of them like gather together after they've done one thing and there's there's a quick exchange and you're just like what? That's not that's unacceptable. No, it's not. Oh come. Kyle, you have to be able to understand what people are saying in the movie. That's one of the fundamental aspects of a movie. That's you're you're so fucking wrong about this. Oh, because I be oh okay. So you can't hear what people are saying, and you think that's fine. You're like, oh, I'm along for the ride because this man directed it, who directed a Batman. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway. I'm sorry. So when you go around in life, you just understand exactly oh, I, what everyone this is, is saying. Such, this is such bullshit. You just understand precisely, crisply, crisply every single word that de- anyone said to you. Are you dense? Am I dense? Are you dense? Yeah, apparently. According to you. What, what is it? I don't even understand what you're talking about. You're going so far to defend this movie. I love this movie. You love this movie. This movie was great. So you're def- you're saying that if I can't understand what people are saying in the movie, that is by design because that's life. That's a you problem. No, no, it's a movie problem. No, it's not. It, this specific movie, it is not important to hear precisely what okay, everyone well, is saying. Okay, then this movie isn't for me. Well, we've established that I think already. But most of it. It are during like loud action sequences where yes, people are exchanging. That's part of it. You're only picking up on some of it. It's unbelievable. If you watch it again, you'll pick up a little more. That's how it goes. I, the idea that I'm going to watch a movie again to figure out what somebody said in an action sequence. I have other things to do. Okay, I have to go for a walk. <laughs> After that, that's the best you can come up with for other things to do. Yeah, yeah, you have to watch. Uh, you know. The woman in the window again. I would rather watch that again than this. 
Look, I laughed out loud. Julian Moore's in that movie. I laughed out loud at the first time because this is such has become such a Nolan thing, starting with the Bane dialogue that people had issues with understanding, and then in like Dunkirk, Tom Hardy's really hard to explain. They're always wearing masks, and and one of these That's first seasons, thing. John, one of the first scenes John David Washington is wearing like a gas mask, and he's talking to someone. You can't really understand what he says. The, half of this the movie, the lead act, half of this movie, I couldn't tell who was who. Why? People what? are in full body suits and masks. I couldn't tell who was who. What are you talking about? John David Washington's face uncovered is on the screen for like 80% of the screen. No, that's wrong. It, it, it can't be more than 60. And the, the, the whole second half of the movie takes place in some desert somewhere where people are running around and they're running in reverse and things are blowing up and there's no context the for any half, of it. That's like the last 10 minutes over. of the movie. No, absolutely not. So it's final the final thing. action sequence. Okay, yeah, less for an hour. It's not that long. Oh my god! Well, it felt like it. <laughs> and there's just at that point, I was. I mean, and there's nothing worse than like they're all in these like masks and stuff, and then there's, some, there's like very dark thing, and they're punching each other with like the very stereotypical like punch noises. That how have those not evolved in movies? Punch sound We're, effects. No. Like. <laughs> How those that that those are the noises that people were making, you know, in the twenties. Because it works. No, Just it like guns in movies work. My next line, my next <laughs> note. Um, just when this movie couldn't be any more pretentious, it becomes about art. About art. So let me see. The biggest things in this movie are guns, yachts, and art. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know it. This whole movie's about art. How? How? Please do explain. Because there's those art pieces in the. In, they're hidden. They bet to break in, and go get them. So the whole movie's about art. Not the whole movie. Yeah, the, one of the main characters' job is apparently has something to do with art. I don't know. <laughs> oh, look at this! Oh, here we go. She's supposed to. Uh, she's an art historian or something. She's supposed to be able to spot forgeries. I just it it, it gets to the crux of the problem where it's like. I don't. It, I don't know. It, it just. It felt like a rich person's movie. Uh, what? Like it felt like Christopher Nolan was like, well, you know, when like you know your friend has a yacht and then they are selling a painting and we're talking about the bad guy is a billionaire. The bad guy. The the pro the protagonist. Wait, oh that's boy, what, that's what we're calling him. But also, the main character in the movie is basically James. This is a James Bond movie. No, James Bond movies make sense. This is a Bond movie with like a clusterfuck of a time. Well, that's for sure. Element to it. It wants to be a Bond movie. And also, I'm sorry to say, John David Washington is not Bond. He's, the charisma is not there, man. He is sorry. Weird time version of Bond. I, I I disagree. I think I mean it's it's different than the way. You know, he's not a Bond... He's not James Bond in that, like, type of character. Protagonist. Protagonist, protagonist. But I think he nails what he's doing. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad acting. I think your issue is more with the script, which you just don't Maybe. like. But I don't think the performances themselves... I don't know. John David Washington, for me, like, there's just... There's no anchor there at all. And right. this isn't like... I've never liked him in any. Really? I mean, we don't have to go back to Malcolm and Marie. Maybe even worse than this movie. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like with John David Washington was he orders an espresso at one point, and he, he calls it an espresso, and it made me mad. <laughs> I noticed that as well. I'll have an espresso. Damn it. Yeah, whatever. All right. L let's, get to, let's get to a positive here. Oh, and just when it can't get any more pretentious, yachts, and they race. I don't care about a boat race. The car sequence on the freeway is great, but even that felt a little silly in terms of timing and pacing. Oh yeah, like that was all off. Like, and I get it. I'm not. It's a movie about time, whatever. But like, there are multiple times where it's like, we have five seconds, and then like a minute goes by. Yeah, there, there's a there's a moment in the the first kind of pass at that where they're trying to save Elizabeth yeah. the Biggie, and they he tries to like reach up and stop the car. In time. Yeah. It's, Based on the speed they're going, it seems very clear they were yeah. smashed into, Absolutely into the stopped cars ahead but of them. But that stuff is good. Like, there definitely are moments in this that are, like, exhilarating to watch. But, I, I, I don't know, I just wish I cared 
more about any of them. But like there are, yeah, there are sequences in this that are phenomenal in terms of like, you know, filmmaking visually. But like it doesn't even come close to making up for the rest of it for me. <laughs> like it's just not. See, the the Nolan to me, I, I think there's so much backlash to him now because he kind of keeps he keeps getting I don't know if he keeps getting weirder because his early movies were weird too but as the scope well, this keeps, isn't weird it's just boring that's just, that's just not true you're just not into nothing it that doesn't about mean this it's mo- boring but nothing about this what about this movie's weird the whole concept is weird it's not that he's weird. doing gigantic budget movies with completely insane uh, storylines the idea the creative story, the storyline isn't that weird it's like they find out that, like, there's a thing that, like, time travel exists and they can't go back and stop it. Like, that's been done five billion times in movies. This movie is extremely unique. Well, that's for sure. But, like, that... Who? The bullet. It can go backwards. Oh. What does that mean? We don't know. Oh, okay. Plutonium. Ah, I see. <laughs> that's the entire movie. That is... Ooh, rub this sunscreen on my back. Terrible. This is the bottom line here. Christopher Nolan, I am so on board as a director. Hey, man. You've already said you hate Inception and you you I'm not done. really hate this one. I'm not done. What do you, what, what's the Christopher, what Christopher Nolan movies do you like? Dark Knight. Okay. So you like one of his... <laughs> 12 movies <laughs> here's the here's the thing though hey Chris look th- let's do a role play okay. okay so I'm mean you're Christopher Nolan alright hey Chris hello <laughs> hey first of all I- I'm sorry the one time it is me I was following you around that amoeba that one time was that you yeah, yeah. I was with my kids man <laughs> hey man here's the here's the thing you clearly love making movies, and you're good at it. And also, I I think I liked Dunkirk more than most people. Also, do you have Harry Styles' phone number? <laughs> anyway, sorry. You gotta put down the pen, man. Writing ain't for you. Well, I, I, I disagree with you. I respect your opinion. I... That is an out-and-out lie. I don't respect your opinion. I don't your really accent's know who you going are. in and out like Robert Pattinson's in the movie <laughs> Tenet. This is the thing. He, this script, it's it's a mess. He, I want Christopher Nolan to direct because it's exciting. Nolan is is two. There's two parts to Nolan, and I, I would be interested to see him directing something that someone else has written. Because we, we've kind of seen what he does when he writes and directs a lot of times now. So I would be okay if he was just going to direct without writing. However, there's two parts with Nolan. One is the just phenomenal, huge-scale directing ability. And two is the super creative, really interesting concepts that all of his scripts contain. Like... The idea for, like, Inception is awesome. And you hate it because you're dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, that's that's part Some of the call package. It. Somebody, it's a two-part package. It's, it's somebody the ability to knocked, pull off on a technical level and the creative well, ideas never, behind well, it. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting. What do, you, what do you mean? For someone to pull it off. No, He, he hasn't. That's, Inception is a better movie than this. I don't hate Inception. I think I Inception is better than this, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, so is, you know, I don't know, everything. That's false. Tenet was the best movie of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> I don't think we might have to. Fine. Uh, I j- somebody not, listen, somebody not liking this movie or even Inception doesn't make them dumb. Oh, I agree. It's just your arguments about why you don't like it are dumb. Because it's bad? No, because you're like, oh, I can't understand that one. I, oh, God. It's not that I can't understand. Mm. No, it's that it's it's incomprehensible. 
No, it's very comprehensible. Uh, you it's don't extremely comprehensible. You spent uh, apparently all of your time watching this, and you still don't understand anything. No, I understand it. I'm, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm close to eighty percent after my that, third oh, viewing. Oh my god! It's just another example of straight white men. <laughs> oh god! Look, my main take. This is a movie for straight white men. It just is, and that's fine. It makes sense why you like it. I don't get. I don't get it. It's just, you know, big and there's guns and it's like, oh, there's a pretty lady who has no personality and she's naked half the movie. And like, it's, you know, all about masculinity and, you know, hoorah and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, I don't care. And there's like a boat. The boats are pretty straight. Boats are straight? That's the takeaway? (laughs) Boats are straight. Boats are, gay people don't like boats? No. Huh. I don't think that's true. No, we don't like boats. You ever uh, seen a gay person on a boat? I've seen plenty of gay people on yachts. I feel like yachts are right in the wheelhouse. Listen. Don't speak for me. <laughs> Have you ever seen me on a boat? You asked her? No. Okay. You, okay. That's where we're going? Oh, go on. It, so you just represent all gay people in this in this scenario? I think I do. <laughs> on this podcast, I do. <laughs> Somebody has to speak for us. I don't see anyone else here. All right. Well, as a straight white man. Oh, my God. So brave to say that in today's climate. This is a James Bond movie. So, yes. It's not. But it's that style of movie. So, if you don't like James Bond movies. I do. Oh, you you like James Bond. Mr. Mr. No More Guns Allowed in Movies. He loves James Bond. Excited for No Time to Die, are you? Yeah, no time to die. There's no time to die because there's no more guys. <laughs> but look, Nolan, a lot of people don't like what he does, and that's obviously fine. You're clearly one of them. That's not true. It, we've just proven it's true over the past hour. No, I like... Who are, the, who are these... A lot of people don't like what he does. What are you talking about? He has plenty of haters. Yeah, because he's clearly like a dick. What? He's an asshole. Wait, oh, God. Wait. Provide your evidence for this. Oh, Mr. L. I'm not releasing my movie on streaming. It's going straight to theaters. Okay, so they are. Here we go. It's here. going straight to theaters. We're getting to the people, crux of it. Can you imagine? I hope people died. I hope people got COVID and died seeing this in theaters. Because that's what they deserve. If they went <laughs> to see this in theaters, and like, when did it come out in theaters? September, September 3rd. I hope people died. And you know there are people who died. We, you know, we we haven't finished the contract tracing. There are people who died or caused other people to die from going to see this in a theater. False. People, no, people died or caused people to die from going to see ten in theaters. You, uh, and the people who died seeing it themselves deserve it. But think think of the people who died. Do you think they understood more than eighty percent of it before they died? No. (laughs) And you don't even understand it. But I'm not... Listen, this isn't an anti-Christopher Nolan... He's not, you know... I don't, I'll see I don't every understand. Movie. Hold on. Let, let's dive into this for a second. I don't understand your issue with... with the, Straight the white that, men? ...that he wanted to put it out in theaters. Oh, give me a break. He was so determined to put this thing out in theaters in the middle of a global pandemic. Okay, do, hey, listen, I know we're out here fancy-free not wearing a mask anymore and, you know, 100% present capacity at sporting events but he was so dead set on like putting this thing out in theaters so it's a little baby it's like a little man child and it's irresponsible and this is this is me uh, movies are my favorite thing in the world i love going to the movies movie theaters some my second home i i've been known to call them my second home movie theaters <laughs> but he was so he was just so petulant about it and like such a little whiny. I'm sorry, plug yours again, children, bitch. <laughs> it just really rubbed me the wrong way, and I, I just think he, I, he just seems like kind of a, he just seems obnoxious. I one million percent support the the idea that he only wanted it to come out in theaters, and there was a there was a sure clearly there were, and there was I also am fine with the push for it, kind of wanting it, wanting it to be like. The movie that people came back to theaters for. I think as as things played out and, and evidenced by the box office, it proved that you know it was not the right time. We weren't ready 
to open right. things back up at that point. You know, we, L.A. County, for instance, we weren't even allowed to see it. Right. And um, thank God. But, you know, that was the decision being made by more than just him. I mean, we don't know the details of, of, of why they went to the theaters for it. But it's not like Christopher Nolan himself couldn't just be like, we're putting it out. I don't know about that. What are you talking about? Of course, like... Sure, of course he's not... Of course, there's other people involved. Yes, I'm sure he pushed for it, but like... Yeah, of course. But just even the pushing felt, you know, not for me. Yeah, clearly. That, that, that's your... We could, have, we could have saved some time on this podcast and you could have just opened <laughs> Yeah, it. maybe I should have said, hey, what would you think about this movie? Not for me. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I mean, that could have been it. I really wanted to like it. It, it and there are parts of it that I liked. It does not sound like you really wanted to like it. Because no, you, I did. You hated the, how they pushed for it to be in theaters. You were already well, opposed to it. You don't like any of Nolan's previous movies. That's, you I, don't I, like his script. You, you don't like his is ideas. Is anybody listening to me? Yeah, I am, clearly. I, I, I'm regurgitating all the things you've argued. I'm, I'm summarizing all those to see you were clearly biased going into this movie. You were never going to like it in a million years. You don't like guns, even though guns are great. And you, Gun, <laughs> Guns are great. In movies, guns are guns are great in movies. How do you think we get guns in real life? How do you think we get guns in real oh, life? This is your, all right, great. How, how do you think we get guns in real life? This is where you're going. I'm just saying, if we're gonna talk about it, I guess. I mean, here we are talking guns. Nolan, you're right. There were no guns in real life until there were guns in movies. Guns, Nolan, movie theaters. Hmm, interesting. Anything like that ever happened? Yeah, you're right. You should blame the movie for that. That that makes perfect sense. Yeah, maybe I do. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> no, listen. This has gone slightly. The gun off. thing I'm not completely kidding about. I know, which is why it's such a preposterous take. And I'm not, and again, I, I'm not one of these people who is like, gun violence in movies and video games is, no, fuck, those people are neat, are deranged. That's I don't believe any of that. But it's a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little aggressive. I don't need to see a machine gun in a movie anymore. I just really don't. I don't know. I, something happened. Something changed. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was, I don't know, me growing as a man. So And a family. Having a family. <laughs> so COVID and quote unquote having a family has led you to not want machine guns in movies anymore. <laughs> Is that what, we, what we're taking away here? Yeah. I hope I never have to have a daughter or a kid just in general because I never want them not to see this movie. Where? <laughs> Daddy, have you seen Tenet? Huh. Christopher Where? at school was telling me about this movie called Tenet. Where does Tenet rank on your Christopher Nolan movie uh, power rankings? Oh, God. Hold on. I need to pull up the IMDb for that. Uh, I mean, I mean, the answer is last, but there's nothing below it. Following Memento... What was the one with uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams? Oh, you're putting... I'm not making... I'm, I'm listing his movies. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, Insomnia, which Insomnia. I just watched for the first time like uh, during the pandemic. Insomnia, <coughs> Batman Begins. Are we including... Prestige. Are we including Following? Dark Knight. Which is apparently his first movie? Uh, it doesn't matter. Never seen it. Black... Oh my God, Black and White. What is this? Roma? <laughs> uh, where are you? Uh, so all right, hold on. I'm doing the whole list here. This is riveting for following things. Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, Correct. The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar. Are you doing this off the top of your head? Uh, Dunkirk and Tenet. That's it, yeah. right? I'm not missing yeah. one in there. Uh, no. Uh, so Tenet is definitely last. Uh, Interstellar would be second to last. I was wondering if a lot, a lot of people dislike that one. I haven't seen it. I get, well, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, I should watch that again. I have I only saw that once and I don't I don't care to see it again. Uh, what's number one for me? It's tough because like, I haven't seen Memento in so long. Yeah, I've been meaning to rewatch that one recently. Insomnia is interesting because it, at least to me, it, that did not at all feel like a Christopher Nolan movie to me. Like, that's very, like, it's... He didn't write that movie. Right. But be even, just from a direction, st like, it just doesn't, and I don't mean this... It's a, it's a lot more sl smaller scale. 
and it's it's more it's just more it's pretty like I think it's a very well made movie, but it's very like straightforward. Like yeah, I don't. This know. is basically what you're asking him to do. You don't like his cool ideas. I didn't movies. say. Did I say anything bad about it? Yeah, you were you were you were about to nod off. No, that's yeah, just kind of pretty straightforward. It's pretty blah. Okay, well that's no. Well, this is not what I'm saying. I, that's I wasn't what, that's asking, the road we were heading down. I wasn't asking him to make a straightforward. It's a good movie. It's not like particularly like. Exactly. So whether or not you like Tenet, this movie is it, it's interesting in what it's trying to do. Maybe you think it fails. It's not interesting no, at all. In what it's trying to it's do. It's not interesting at all. Maybe you think it failed in that endeavor. Some of us, myself included, think it succeeded greatly. There's so many just whatever movies out there that aren't trying to do anything cool on the scale. And that's what I respect about him is that he's he's never he's never making a movie where he's not shooting for something drastic. And yeah, maybe if you don't think it works, there's Basically, the degree of difficulty in making this movie and having it be good is light years higher than than ninety nine percent of movies that are being made. But don't you think it's embarrassing that like this movie cost however many hundreds of million dollars to make and it's bad? And you, oh, it's literally I, my favorite movie of last year. That so you're no, not. Okay. I'm not embarrassed. I, I enjoy that you're going with that narrative for like the sake of this episode. But um, I'm not it, even remotely exaggerating here. By the way, this was your favorite movie of last year. Yes, and you don't one. even the main character doesn't have a name. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And you don't understand what happened. You like this movie. First of all, last year was not a great movie year. It was fine. I no, mean, it wasn't. It was. It was bad. No, it and wasn't. Compared to most it years, wasn't bad. it was bad because so many movies got pulled, and there, there's, we got like half the output that we usually get. Sure. And so, yes, this is my favorite movie. This is the one I will revisit the most times by far. There's a few others that I, I kind of think are right there with it, but I don't think to me there were no like full five star movies last year. There's a there's three or four that I put in like that kind of four four and a half star range, but nothing to me was a complete home run. And this is the one that I'm that I am most interested in. We'll revisit the most times, undoubtedly. But is that what makes a good movie? Wanting to revisit it? No. Okay, I win. <laughs> well, that's not the only thing I like about it. If that was, the, if, if the only sure. thing I liked about it was that I want to watch it a million times, then sure. But that that's part of it is that I am excited to go back each time and watch it again. Sure. Listen. Fair enough. And. The next time Christopher Nolan comes out with a movie, I'll probably be there opening night. It no, sounds like you probably shouldn't be. It'll probably be about a bunch of straight men, and there'll be one woman who's like, help, help! <laughs> I think we come to the conclusion here that just says, Tenet, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, if, if two friends can't, can't argue it out about Tenet, come to a conclusion where they're still friends you know what are what we not really this okay. is okay yeah this is it your this your whole uh, there shouldn't be guns in movies anymore i think ended. Oh, i stand by that for sure about five minutes into the podcast our friendship ended on that note whatever next week this podcast will be sponsored by uh you know smith and wesson <laughs> <laughs> yeah smith and wesson speaking of next week we have not discussed what next week's episode is going to be. Yet. Okay, can I can I can I so pitch? I don't can I have a good can I tease for? Can it? I pitch something on the fly? It's actually not that much on the fly. We did discuss. Oh, like yes, please do briefly. Uh, in honor of Cruella coming out. Uh, I think we I. I think we should uh, take a look back at some of the Disney live action reboots. You want to rewatch those? Yeah, a lot of them I haven't seen. <laughs> which will be the first time that, wait for it, I see your favorite movie from whatever, three years ago. Beauty and the Beast. Here's my Beauty, the live action Beauty and the Beast. Is the only good Disney live action. You're saying don't say this now. That's just a little, a little, little nugget 
for what yeah, we'll you and Dan Stevens week. fucking go to bed each night. I rage against the trials. Okay, of the enough. We get it. I curse Listen, the fading. This tenant conversation. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Uh, the this tenant conversation is one that we've been we've been tiptoeing around for so long, and now that we finally had it. I think we were worried it was gonna end the friendship. And I feel like we yelled and screamed, uh-huh. but I feel like we've made it out on the other side. In this scenario, Just with like a little bit less respect for each other, as we oh, I had we and and we were there was barely any left. I so in this scenario, I am. It's like that um, that final scene. It's like I'm Robert Pattinson, you're John David Washington, and we're both saying a bunch of metaphors to each other over and over and over and over. You said you're Robert Pattinson. Yeah, duh, look at me. Okay, good. Do you know what he's what he goes off to do at the end of the movie? Yeah, he goes and dies. Oh, you picked up on that. Well, uh, at least that I can <laughs> at least that I got. They really hammered home the thing on the backpack. They did. Yeah. A little orange tag. And listen, I would love to die. <laughs> okay, that feels like a good place as any to to uh, call this call this off. Let's call the whole thing off. Let's call the whole thing off. Listen, tenant, rear view mirror. It'll probably come back to haunt me. Is it the rear view mirror or the front view mirror? Okay. That's enough. Because it's all in it's all yeah, okay. kinda goes back yeah, the way it right. came. Okay. Bye. Goodbye.